Hey guys, you're listening to the True Victory Podcast. My name is Carmen, and it's my passion to share honesty, hope, and healthy dialogue about how I found freedom from my porn habit. This episode will be part three of a three-part series entitled, The Excuses We Make. Hey guys, what's up? I'm so glad you could join me for this third episode about the excuses we make. Today, we're going to be talking about rationalizations. And before I go into defining that and giving some examples, just want to review something real quick. Um, We already talked about minimizations, which says, you know, my behavior is okay because at least I'm not doing this worst thing over here. And then you got justifications, which says, yeah, I know my behavior is wrong, but because this circumstance happened, it's fine. So in those first two types of excuses, it's all about acknowledging, yeah, I know something's wrong, but X, Y, and Z. So what makes rationalizations different is that your thought process and your behaviors, you think they're actually normal. You think they're actually acceptable and you don't think there's anything wrong with it. And so the three main rationalizations I would make is number one, you know, I think it's fine for me to watch porn because I think porn is a reliable source of education about sex. Uh, The second thing was that I thought, you know what, I'm naturally responding to my sex drive. As a man, men tend to have strong sex drives and, you know, it's okay and understandable and normal for men to watch it. And the third thing was that I accepted that some women in the world were, you know, meant to be, they were meant to act slutty or they are meant to be uh, seductive all the time. And, And there was just those types of women. And I thought, well, what's the big deal if I actually watch pornography if these women are doing this and they're enjoying what they're doing. So I want to share about how I've dismantled each of these rationalizations. So let's let's just take this first one. So educational reasons. Now, if you're if you have a compulsive habit of looking at pornography, then it doesn't make sense for you to seek that as a reference as a positive reference for, you know, education about sex. That would be like someone who is an alcoholic going to a wine tasting event. It just doesn't make sense. If if that person really wants to stay sober, they shouldn't be wine tasting. So in the same sense, if you have a problem with pornography, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be seeking it as an educational reference. Another thing to consider is that pornography does not portray sex in a healthy way. Most of the situations that are portrayed are are shown as spontaneous and, you know, it's just this sudden experience and all of a sudden people are engaging with each other and then it's over. And it's just very unrealistic. And and you got to also think about how much, like I said in the last episode, pornography is, is very degrading and it contributes to a lot of victimization like human sex trafficking and those types of things. So the more we see those degrading images and those hardcore images, the more it twists our expectations about sex. Now let's go to the second rationalization, and that was responding to my sex drive. Now it seems like it's been so popular for men to just think that they are always supposed to be, you know, they're always horny and we, you know, us men just can't get a hold of our sex drives and and it's we've just become you know pathetic, and we just can't help ourselves, and we keep giving into temptation just because we're men, and that's who we are. And I really think this is one of the most unhealthy things that we accept about men. And I don't think I don't think men are the only ones that accept that. I think women 
accept that too. And it just, it becomes part of our culture that men are misogynistic and we're always wanting a sexual experience all the time. So I'd like to counter this excuse with a couple verses out of the book of James. If you look at chapter 1, verses 13 through 15, I'm just going to read it. It says, Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then... When desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. So what these verses tell me is that it is not God's design to have us fall into temptation. And yes, temptation is inevitable, you know, but like it says in the verse, it's only when we're actually enticed and we give in to that desire. So that whole, that whole rationale thinking that, you know, I'm just responding to my sex drive that actually isn't true if we actually look at the Word of God close enough. We're not supposed to define ourselves by our compulsions and temptations. We need to define ourselves by God's truth. So the last rationalization that I want to talk about has to do with how we view women. So like I said earlier in the episode, I came to the conclusion that, you know, just some women just acted that way and that they didn't mind you know, being in porn videos and everything like that. And so I've finally come to the conclusion that I don't believe any woman on this earth was designed to be part of the sex industry. I don't believe one woman was meant to be a stripper, a prostitute, an escort, or a porn star. None of the above. And and the reason why I come to that conclusion is because, I mean, I myself don't have daughters, but I can't, I do have, you know, I do have nieces, I do have cousins, and I do have female family members. I can't imagine looking at any of them and thinking that they were meant to do any of those things. And so the reason why that way of thinking helps me is because I've learned how to think about, think that way about other women. So even if women are acting this way. So, you know, for instance, if they're if they're participating in porn videos or some of the newer things out there like OnlyFans, you know, if a woman, you know, has her own channel and is is exploiting herself per se, um I don't have to I don't have to agree with what she's doing and I don't have to stoop down to that level and think, "Oh, yeah, her true value is in her looks and what she can provide sexually. I just feel like that is one of the lowest ways we can treat another person is to is to reduce their value. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this little series that I did with the minimizations, justifications, and rationalizations. Remember, for every excuse we make, there is a truth we neglect to embrace. So if you guys like these little points that I make, the counterpoints with the excuses, be sure to check out my Instagram page because I have anywhere from 70 to 100 posts with all types of excuses. And with each one, I have a counterpoint to kind of to, to, to battle that excuse. Because the sooner we identify these excuses, the sooner we can get out of denial and actually push forward for better change. Hey guys, thanks again for joining me for this series. If you would like to support the podcast, I would love it if you would give us a five-star review. That way we can reach more and more men and help them find true victory over their porn habit. I'll see you guys again soon.